these people who have not been vaccinated, you have an obligation to yourselves, to your families, and quite frankly, I know I'll get criticized for this, to your country. Get vaccinated now. It's free. It's convenient. I promise you, it saves lives. And I honest to God believe it's your patriotic duty. Joe Biden's big speech on COVID, the Omicron variant. Our patriotic duty to take a medicine that has been around for less than a year. Joe Biden, you want to talk about patriotic duty? I'd like to know how many aircraft carriers has Joe Biden landed on, huh? How much time did he spend in the desert of Iraq? I don't want to hear about patriotic duty from Joe Biden, all right? And medicine taking has nothing to do with patriotism, in my opinion. Next. Unvaccinated are responsible for their own choices. But those choices have been fueled by dangerous misinformation on cable TV and social media. You know, these companies and personalities are making money by peddling lies and allowing misinformation that can kill their own customers and their own supporters. It's wrong. It's immoral. No, what is wrong and immoral is for Joe Biden to villainize those who have made their own choice as far as health care goes. It's also wrong and immoral. And also, if they were to put a code vaccine in a commercial, illegal to not mention the many potential side effects. Now, you can look it up. The government has the list. There are potential side effects. It exists. Joe Biden, his team, they never mention it. What are they afraid of? Why not? We're adults. Uh, maybe he's not. All right. What was the big idea, though, the new thing from today? I'm announcing today the federal government will purchase one half billion, that's not million, billion with a B, additional at-home rapid tests with delivery starting in January. We'll be getting these tests to Americans for free. Okay. 500 million at-home tests. Everybody's going to be sticking cotton swabs up their own nose. This is going to go great, I'm sure. Everybody uh, knows exactly how to give themselves their own test. Um, there's been no triaging of this. Who gets them? Who doesn't? What schedule? No, it just sounds good. It sounds big and bold. So they're doing it. Not long ago, the Biden administration scoffed at such an idea. This is a uh, Two weeks ago. Why not just make them free and give them out to, and have them available everywhere? Should we just send one to every American? Maybe. Then, then, what, ha then what happens if, you, if every American has one test? How much does that cost? And then what happens after that? Yeah. <laughs> what a foolish idea. But now it's government policy. Uh, being a Joe Biden event at the White House, uh, there had to be a little bit of weirdness. And here we go. Some unexplained, out of the woods Anger. What happens? The wife is going to coma, maybe die. Not only do you put the kid's life at stake, you strip away all the dignity of a parent looking at their child. I'm not joking about this. Imagine being a parent looking at a child and you can't afford. You have no house to borrow against. You have no savings. It's wrong. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just being, it just sounds good to be indignant. Really, really a piece of work. Uh, patriotic duty to take the vaccine. 
You know, I took it because it was my choice. Don't push us, Joe. You don't have the leadership. You don't have the moral authority. You don't have the legal authority. My choice, it's your choice. Consider the side effects. Talk to your doctor. Stay the hell out of it, all right? You got to wonder, what is Joe really bringing to the table at this point? We see that he's really not good at managing COVID. We just saw that he's not good at managing matters in the United States Senate. Joe Manchin, thank you very much. We know that at this point. We also know that Joe promised that he was a master of the Senate. Remember all those years, 36 years in the United States Senate. He knew how to do this. The Build Back Better bill just blew up in his face. But he said that this, this was his special talent. I'm going to say something outrageous. I know how to make government work. Yeah. I've worked across the aisle to reach consensus, to help make government work. I did it when I was a senator. It's what I did as your vice president, working with Barack Obama. Yeah. And it's what I will do as your president. All right, so all that stuff he said he could do, he can't do. And I find myself growing more and more annoyed with Barack Obama, the man who picked him back in 2008. So why did he pick Joe Biden? Because he was smart? Because he was uh, a wise man? Not really. He picked him because, well, he was a white guy and he was older. Barack Obama was the first black uh, major party nominee. He needed somebody like Joe who'd been around a while but didn't really care about the substance if he really took a look at it would have seen that this guy is a liar. You have had, um, you from time to time, put your foot in your mouth. Sure, yeah. I'm certain that Senator Obama was aware of that. Um, I'm confident. Everybody's aware of it. I have a record that people can go back and examine and decide whether or not I mean what I say, whether, no matter how I say it, whether I'm consistent with what I've asserted I care about. That's all I care about. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, but, you know, there's going to be a lot, I'm sure, a lot of things said uh, about it. I like who he is, and I think the American people will. All right, well, uh, 11 months in, and let's go Brandon is the most famous catchphrase in the country. We're not liking him at all. And Barack Obama got to know him pretty well, and the word is he had no respect for him. It became apparent very early on in those game change books. Take a look at this. He said right up until the moment he rendered his decision as final, Obama kept chuckling, shaking his head and thinking, I can't believe I'm picking Biden. What's next here uh, in the same book? How many times is Biden going to say something stupid? He, Obama, demanded of his advisors on a conference call, a moment at which most people on the call said the candidate was as angry as they ever heard him. So we got our hands full with Joe and Kamala is even a worse disaster. Is it the fault of the unvaccinated? I don't think this is a moment to talk about fault. It, it is no one's fault that, that this virus hit our shores or hit the world. They're all in denial. I mean, China, the Wuhan lab. I mean, even I know this stuff. She sits in the situation room when they let her. <laughs> um, Whose fault is it? Let's have some bold, straight talk for once. And for that, we got to go back a year. It was China's fault. And China is going to pay a big price what they've done to this country. China is going to pay a big price what they've done to the world. This was China's fault. And just remember that. 
I'll remember it. The Biden administration never learned it. And look at that, China. They got their eye on Taiwan and they are stronger than ever before. And they pretty soon they're going to start eating our lunch. I am concerned about China militarily like I've never been before. That ocean is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. But Joe Biden will call out China just like he's done calling out the uh, the milestones. I think this is worth repeating. Just before he became president, we hit 400,000 COVID deaths, and they had a huge ceremony at the Lincoln Memorial. And listen to Joe's words. Between sundown and dusk, let us shine the lights in the darkness along the sacred pool of reflection. Remember all whom we lost. Wow, how moving, how solemn. But that was the day before he became president. And now that he's been president for over a year and we've doubled that number of COVID deaths, what's the attitude? Please watch. We're fighting on 800,000 coronavirus deaths. Um, if you have a statement on your responsibility, why haven't you uh, asked China to do more to be transparent on the origins? He laughed it off, laughed it off on his way to the helicopter to take another weekend break. 400,000 candlelight, 400,000 candles, 800,000 deaths, a giggle on his way to a weekend getaway. This is a man who's not qualified to be president. Sure, he might have had the resume, the Senate and all that stuff. He doesn't have the emotional empathy. He doesn't. It was all a game. It was all a big lie. Look at the candidate. Look at what he said. Look at the president. Look at what he's saying. As I said before, I'll shut down the virus. For unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated. For themselves, their families, and the hospitals, they'll soon overwhelm. It's particularly creepy with that black mask, him talking about a winter of illness and death. We don't have to let that happen. We're not going to let it happen. When we come back, Nancy Pelosi got uh, a special message from a admirer of Brandon. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Rob Carson, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast. Tired of boring traditional news updates? How about one with a conservative point of view? And it's actually funny. You can subscribe for free on the Apple Podcast app, and it downloads directly to your smartphone, so you can listen while driving, uh, to work, riding a bike, at the gym, or even while lobster fishing off the East Coast. Subscribe today with the Apple Podcast app, or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts for other platforms. Something's coming. Here All I All can, I can say... say... Is, is that, that the, the fake, fake news just, just doesn't, doesn't get, get it? Do that. <laughs> so uh, Nancy Pelosi was back in her home district in San Francisco and uh, in the middle of a press conference about nothing, uh, some fan of Brandon happened upon it. Experience as a local official, as a member of the state legislature. This is, this is it. So in any case... USA. I think my favorite part isn't the let's go Brandon. It's the woo after it. Anyway, well done. We also have this.
All righty. So Sex in the City is back. Rebooted, retooled. It's on HBO Max. Special episodes. And you may have heard by now that the popular character Big, played by Chris Noth, is in trouble with all the renewed attention for the show, The Hollywood Reporter. Well, uh, some allegations have been made. Some of them are quite serious, but so long ago. Take a look, please. Hollywood Reporter. This all started on December 16th. A sexual assault allegation. uh, Two of them in The Hollywood Reporter. One of the allegations goes all the way back to 2004. It's impossible for himself to defend I believe uh, that case 17 years ago, he was dropped by his agency. He's been canceled, literally canceled off of a TV show, The Equalizer. He's lost his tequila brand. And I'm wondering, by the way, the people he worked with for 20 years who presumably knew this guy pretty well, they were said to be friends off air. They haven't really come to his defense. In fact, they're kicking him now that he's down. Big statement from the women came out, Uh, Miranda, Charlotte, uh, Carrie. We are deeply saddened to hear the allegations against Chris Noth. We support the women who have come forward and shared their painful experiences. We know it must be very difficult, a very difficult thing to do, and we commend them for it. And there they are, the stars of the show. Uh, Loyalty? I don't know. Did they talk to the women? They did not talk to the accusers. They know him. Do they suspect he's guilty or are they doing it because of corporate pressure, mob pressure? I'd like to know. I have a feeling that uh, this was a financial decision to put out a statement that threw him under the bus and embraced strangers they never met. And there are holes in those stories, holes you could drive an aircraft carrier through. Good luck to Chris Noth. I don't know all the facts. I hope uh, fairness prevails. All right, from big to big tech, uh, these guys, they're running the world. These tech giants are running the world. They are more important than the Biden administration, more powerful. And their power is unchecked. And when they can silence people like Donald Trump and other prominent conservatives and not so prominent conservatives, people they don't agree with, they are kicking off their platforms. This is a way to control speech And it's wrong and it's dangerous. You can see this coming even before they kick Trump off the platform. Here he is with Zuckerberg. Very icy relationship. But here's Zuckerberg with Barack Obama. Huh? Looks like they're going to Vegas for the weekend. I don't know what they're up to. They're uh, they're pretty chummy. How about Jack Dorsey, the Twitter guy with Trump? Here he is in the Oval Office. And Dorsey is having none of it. In slouched. Not really digging the president at all, but when he got to meet Barack Obama, yes, sir, yes, Mr. President, these guys are trying to reshape the way we live and the way we think. You remember the book 1984 by George Orwell? A lot of that stuff, I know maybe this has been played out. No, there's really something to what this guy wrote about. Uh, I think this book came out in the 1940s. Take a look at this inside the book. In the end, we shall make thought crime literally impossible because there will be no words in which to express it. Huh. Has it ever occurred to you, Winston, that by the year 2050, at the very latest, not a single human being will be alive who could understand such a conversation as we are having now? It's because they were talking about eliminating words from the language that the government didn't like. And we are moving in that direction. 
the impeachment of Donald Trump. Do you remember this? President Trump used the word fight or fighting 20 times, including telling the crowd they needed to fight like hell to save our democracy. Something wrong with that? They weren't only giving President Trump a hard time about that. They were giving me a hard time about that. Let's talk about pro-Trump media's responsibility, TV networks' responsibilities. Here are uh, just a few examples of the rhetoric on Fox News and Newsmax and OAN in the run-up to Wednesday. Listen to the word that keeps getting repeated here. He's still fighting for us. He is fighting for us. Now, we have to fight for him. You hear him saying we have to fight for him. We have to fight for Trump. How much responsibility should we be assigning to pro-Trump media? <laughs> the word fight, okay? We don't actually mean fight. You fight, huh? People say it all they want to cancel this word, except when Democrats say it. Well, I'll do as president what Donald Trump hasn't. I'll fight for you. I will fight for you. I want to fight for you. All right, you see, but these big tech guys, they are playing all kinds of games. They are in cahoots with the left-leaning media. They are the left-leaning media. And you know what we should do? We need to break this, these companies up. I'm serious. We should break them up. There's got to be a legal way to do it. May not be the most conservative idea in the world, but let me put it to you this way. When they came out with the phone, Alexander Graham Bell, all right? Can you imagine if he only gave that phone to people he agreed with politically? If he can only have conversations that he thought were appropriate, we wouldn't have allowed that. We would have taken that phone from him. How about Thomas Edison, the uh, light bulb guy, right? Electricity. Do you think we would have let him keep that light bulb if he only gave it to people he agreed with about issues of the day? No, it's ridiculous. The Wright brothers, I could go on and on here, all right? Anybody can fly a plane and anybody should be on these technologies. And if you don't have access to them, you really don't have access to American life. We have to update the Constitution or do something. These companies need to be broken up. And by the way, it's been done before, all right? Nobody should be shocked that I'm saying this. We have broken up companies when they got way too big. The phone company, AT&T, uh, more recently, Microsoft. You know, they had to break up Microsoft into two companies. It was just too powerful, all right? And when they try this, when they cancel people on social media, that has to get all of our attention. Somebody powerful like Donald Trump, if they can do it to them and these guys, they can do it to you. I'll be right back. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. With Joe Biden screwing everything up, you're going to hear a lot about January 6th, all right? Foreign policy, they're not good at that. We all saw what happened in Afghanistan. Uh, just the worst catastrophe ever. Domestic policy, build back better. They couldn't manage Joe Manchin. I actually very much approve of what Joe Manchin did. Uh, COVID, another disaster. They're starting to realize, uh, oh, this is harder than we said it was during the campaign. So that leaves them with an issue they believe they can exploit, that they still believe they have the upper hand on, January 6th. And their partners in the media are right there for them. 
This is CNN, the most trusted name in news. How dare they call themselves that anymore? Take a look at some of the people CNN has paid and is paying. John Sullivan, the agitator slash Black Lives Matter activist who was on Capitol Hill on January 6th. We'll talk about him in a moment. And Michael Fanone, the now ex-cop, is a CNN contributor. He will be paid. First to Sullivan. This guy uh, sounds like a terrorist to me, quite frankly, but somehow he's not being charged with that. Take a look. My group is Insurgents USA. We f***ing about to burn this down. F*** this We got to rip Trump out of that office right over there. F***ing pull him out that Nah, nah, we ain't about f***ing waiting until the next election. We about to go get that mother I ain't about that Because you know what time it is? I want y'all to be after me. It's time for a revolution. All right. And this guy was paid uh, by CNN for the videotape he took on January 6th. He was right there in the middle of it all. He captured Ashley Babbitt on tape. There he is, January 6th. He's right in the middle. He's not in jail, by the way. He is facing charges, uh, but he's not in jail. Think about all the others who are in jail. Uh, CNN paid big money for his video footage from that day. Uh, All right. On to Michael Fanone. Remember him? my fellow citizens, including so many of the people I put my life at risk to defend, are downplaying or outright denying what happened. There's still a great deal of this country that refuses to accept those as facts. And a lot of that has to do with, um, with their elected leaders continuing to lie to them. Truly nothing has prepared me to address those elected members of our government who continue to deny the events of that day, and in doing so, betray their oath of office. The individuals in the crowd that, um, you know, that helped me uh, or or tried to offer some assistance. Uh, And I I think kind of the conclusion I've come to is like, you know, thank you, but you for being there. All right, so there he is saying outlandishly political uh, stuff, and he's a police officer. He shouldn't be saying it. Nobody in Congress, very few, have the guts to put him in his place. But you know what? It seems like his peers on the Metropolitan Police Department had enough. According to him, in a Washington Post report, take a look at this. I no longer felt like I could trust my fellow officers and decided it was time to make a change. I have a feeling it was a mutual Uh, situation. It instead made him feel like a child who did something wrong and was being tolerated. He didn't like the way he was being treated. So he's done. He's going to CNN. And uh, remember, he's a hero. Just ask him. What happened afterwards is much less vivid. I had been beaten unconscious and remained so for more than four minutes. I know that Jimmy helped to evacuate me from the building and drove me to MedStar Washington Hospital Center despite suffering significant injuries himself. At the hospital, doctors told me that I had suffered a heart attack and I was later diagnosed with a concussion, a traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress disorder. All right, well, uh, 10 days later, he's back on duty. Here he is, this is when he talked to the media, 10 days later. Here he is on the cover of Time magazine, not too long after that. Uh, here he is kicking in his pool, being paid all this time, not working, being paid. I think they called it mental health leave. Uh, and here he is 
at the White House. I don't know what this is all about, but uh, somehow he was at the White House. And when it comes to Nancy Pelosi, ooh, she is a big fan. So with Sullivan and Fanon now, uh, well, they've been paid and they're going to be paid. Where does that leave uh, some of the other cops like uh, Big Harry Dunn? Remember him? I use an analogy to describe what I want as a hitman. If a hitman is hired and he kills somebody, the hitman goes to jail. But not only does the hitman go to jail, but the person who hired them does. There was an attack carried out on January 6th, and a hitman sent them. I want you does this guy look like somebody who should have a gun around members of Congress and he's really angry? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> after all the trauma, he's addicted to the media all the time. I see him on television here, there, and everywhere. There was, uh, he's been on national news and now local news. There were times when I would eat lunch in my car just because I didn't want to be around people. And I was just isolating myself and just, there were times when I would just, I would just cry. I would physically cry and just say, why the hell am I doing this? Like, is this even worth it? Dunn grew up in Prince George's County and played football at James Madison, then in the Canadian Football League, before making a big shift, choosing to serve his country, protecting the citadel of democracy as a capital officer. There's a proud group of men and women that I work with. But this year marked another shift for Officer Dunn, from officer to advocate. He has spent this year lobbying for an independent commission to investigate this unparalleled American horror, and he testified publicly about what happened here January 6th to counter the sea of lies and conspiracy theories. Wow, uh, there's a lot he threw in in his little stand-up. Um, I'll say this, um, Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed and she was unarmed and no one is talking about that. Uh, it's not a lie. It's not a conspiracy theory to look at the footage and see that some of these cops let people in. They let the protesters into the Capitol. That happened. We also saw cops walk away just before Ashley Babbitt was killed. We also know that people out there have genuine concerns about the fairness of the 2020 election and the media do not. All right. Those aren't lies and those aren't conspiracy theories. Final word from Dunn. I'm not over it. And like I say, I don't think you ever get over it. But some of my coworkers are still out and some of them are still suffering with psychological effects. And that bothers me. He too says he's still in therapy and also watching the cases of those charged. I am going to continue telling my story and if my truth that's all I can do. I, I can't worry about what people choose to believe. For this officer, it's a new way he's found to protect and serve. Kind of a dumpy uniform there. Uh, I'm not sure what he's all about. If he wants to be a member of Congress, run from Maryland or wherever he lives now. This guy should not have a gun and should not be around members of Congress. All right. It's just outrageous. When we come back, Tara Reid. This name should be a household name, but it's not. She had very serious allegations of sexual assault against then-Senator Biden. There's evidence, contemporaneous evidence, backing up parts of her story. When we come back, Tara Reid.
So Joe Biden, he's on TV every day. Of course, he's the president. Imagine if you knew Joe Biden and you believed he sexually assaulted you. Tara Reid made a very credible accusation against Joe Biden back during the campaign that uh, she was sexually assaulted when she worked for him when he was a U.S. senator back in the early 1990s. She had some corroborating evidence. Uh, we'll show you some in a moment. Her mother was involved. I find her story very compelling. Tara Reid joins us once again. And Tara, before we start talking, I want to point out you have a book out right now. It's called Left Out, When the Truth Doesn't Fit. Uh, it's available wherever books are sold. And also, you're the host of The Politics of Survival with Tara Reid. That is a podcast. Uh, Tara Reid, welcome back to Newsmax. How are you? Oh, I'm good. And thank you so much um, for having me back. Of course. Well, you know, look, I really feel for you. Uh, allegations were made against Judge Kavanaugh with virtually no evidence. She couldn't place herself ever with him. And the whole country stopped and stared. You made allegations against Joe Biden. You had a hell of a lot more evidence backing you up. You worked for Joe Biden. That's a matter of public record. And you were blown off, literally, by the national media for months and months and months. How are you doing? And what is it like to see Joe Biden on the news every night? Well, I try to avoid watching the mainstream media so I don't have to be saturated with that nonsense. But um, what I will say is that you know, it, it was no, it's not so much being blown away by the corporate media as much as he paid, he used resources like he paid 2.2 million, according to FEC records, to Anita Dunn, who is his PR person, also happened to be the founder of Time's Up, to make stories like mine go away, suppressed or virtually go after the survivors. And I don't know if um, it's been discussed much on your show, but the Cuomo um, you know, uh, allegations that came forward uh, through the AG report, it's now come forward that through text messages that the Cuomo staff was using the case of mine against Joe Biden as a template to go after survivors. And they did this with the help of founders of Time's Up. So it's, it's pretty, it was a pretty coordinated effort to not only suppress um, what happened, my history with Joe Biden, but also to go after me and discredit me. But I choose to fight back and I will not be silent. So here's one of the reasons why I find your case so compelling. Your mother, your late mother, and I know this can be emotional for you, but we're not going to go into all the details. You say you were allegedly assaulted by Joe Biden. And uh, mm -hmm. that's part of the public record now. Uh, people have heard it. Right. We're not going to go into the details. But your mother called Larry King live back in, I believe, was it 93? And we have that clip. I'm wondering what um, uh, a, a staffer uh, would do, do besides go to the press in Washington. My daughter has just left there. Uh, after working for a prominent senator and could not get through with her problems at all. And the only thing she could have done was go to the press, and she chose not to do it out of respect for him. That's, uh, that's pretty compelling. And I know um, yeah. that's, uh, so you were telling your yeah, mother. Yeah, my mom has since passed away, um, and I really miss her. She had told me at the time to go to the police, and I did not follow her advice at the time. But I did file a sexual harassment 
claim, which is somehow somewhere in Joe Biden's files um, sealed in the University of Delaware. And I believe that Judicial Watch filed a complaint um, against the University of Delaware to unseal those files. So I think there's many things that will come forward from that. So again, uh, you made you filed some paperwork. Your mother called in. Uh, you are working for Joe Biden. If you're going to hear Christine, I told several people at the time. You did. Which you had gone on the record and stated, yeah. And it's also in a court document. Um, my ex-husband talked about it in '96 in a divorce document. So there's evidence out there. Christine Blasey Ford. They heard from her. Now I do want to ask you though for your opinion on the Chris Noth case, if you don't mind, Mr. Big from uh, Sex in the City. You know, he's essentially been canceled based on some allegations, some almost 20 years old. Uh, nothing in the Hollywood Reporter. There wasn't corroborating evidence, really, uh, much at all that I could see. I, I saw major holes in the story. I guess I want your opinion on this. And number one, the, the allegations against Chris Noth have received more attention than your allegations against Joe Biden. That's pretty bizarre in and of itself. And also, though, uh, I don't believe that all allegations are equal. I mean, just because allegations are made, we don't necessarily believe the accuser. We have to evaluate the evidence. Uh, your thoughts overall, if you don't mind, on Chris Noth and, uh, and what I just said. Sure. I mean, I believe survivors. So I don't know much about the Chris Noth case. It just has come forward. I don't know all the details yet, but I do know that it's very difficult for, for people to come forward, be it 20 years or one year after. I mean, I think I'm the poster child of trying to explain that. You know, I tried coming forward in 1993 and I was silenced. And, you know, Joe Biden's staff and um, made it very clear that they would destroy me. In fact, those are the words they used if I tried to come forward then. And then when I did try to come forward, of course, you saw what happened. They went after me, called me a Russian agent, all kinds of things. Um, every name under the book, um, they you know, brought up things that had nothing to do with the assault itself. So my heart goes out to anyone who comes forward. I'm not an investigator, so it's not up for me to decide veracity. But I will say this about what you said about the, the press and picking and choosing survivors. You'll notice that the corporate media goes after, um, you know, more conservative candidates or maybe a celebrity or someone else. But when it comes to like the elite Democrats, they they wave their hypocrisy flag. They will not go after them. And Time's Up basically enabled them to, you know, keep survivor stories, you know, suppressed or go after them. Like in the case of Lindsey Boylan, Charlotte Bennett, who came forward about Cuomo. It does seem selective. And I am going to say, Tara, as much as I respect uh, what you have said and what I believe, I actually believe you, um, yeah. not all cases Thank are you. equal. And I, I don't believe all, uh, all women. Uh, accusers can be motivated by lots of things. And I think there are some problems with the Cuomo well, case, but um, uh, we may have different perspectives, but I appreciate yours yeah. very much. Well, I appreciate you letting me talk about my perspective and, and being able to have the back and forth because it's important. But, you know, I can just tell you from personal experience, no one wants to be famous for a rape case. No one. I mean, it's it's being there's a difference between being famous and notorious. Right. Yeah. They're, they're, Tara, and, they're, they're, yeah. They're, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. We're out of time. But, you yeah. know, there people are there are a lot of weird people out there. You know what I mean? There are people are different. Yeah. So when you say no one, I don't think we can say everyone. But again, we appreciate you. Your story needs to be heard. And Joe Biden, I think if you're going to put 
Kavanaugh through it. You got to put Joe Biden through it. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Tara. We're going to check out your podcast and the book, The Politics of Survival with Tara Reid and the book, When the Truth Doesn't Fit In. Uh, All right. Back. By the way, what is up with Joe Biden's dog? We'll be right back. Thank you. Joe Biden and his dogs, something was up. Something was definitely up and very strange. You know, the one dog died. And then Major, the one that was biting everybody, uh, well, they gave him away. They gave that dog away. A full-grown dog that they had for a long time. What kind of man gives his dog away? Something is up. Something is definitely weird and phony about this arrangement. And now Joe got a new dog. That uh, German Shepherd's only a couple of months old. His name is Commander. And uh, sure they are, right? Ready for the photo op. This cutesy little photo op. Where does that dog live? Something tells me it's not with Joe. I don't know what's going on here. I want to bring in Joel Silverman, celebrity dog trainer. He's great with dogs. He is great with killer whales. This guy is awesome. Animals (laughs) in general. And he's so good with animals. Joel, if you don't mind, I want to run a a commercial that you were in for Chase Bank. Actually, we'll do that in a second. First of all, welcome. Uh, Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. Now, listen, um, this is not normal behavior. A man does not give away a full-grown dog under any circumstances. Uh, You give away a dog that wets the the house when you get – I don't know when you give away a dog. What do you think is happening? Well, I don't know if you're going to agree with me necessarily, but um, I, I got a chance to, to, to learn a little bit about this, um, this dog. I was interviewed earlier this year, um, and I got a chance to learn a little bit about this dog and the history. And um, I, don't think we, I don't think we all know the history of this dog. I don't think we know. This dog was adopted from an animal shelter a long time ago. We don't know the history, but we do know that the dog has um, bitten people. And... Um, I tell people all the time, the completion of the bad behavior is a reward. I talk about this in my books and everything. Letting your dog play out actions is reinforcing to your dog. And so early on, um, the dog was able to bite people. And I, I kind of had a little bit of an issue um, with um, Jen Psaki and Joe, President Biden early on because um, they kind of blew it off a little bit. Um, I know that uh, I had read a little bit of things. They said, well, it just nipped. It just did this. And, you know, most dog trainers will tell you when an animal bites somebody, those are things you need to take a look at, look at and, be, and, and take, it, take, ser- take seriously. So um, I don't know what they did as far as trainers go. I don't know who was brought in. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm assuming the trainer was a you know, really, really good trainer and stuff like that. But um, you do the best you can with the dog. You do the best you can. Um, but you got to look at that environment that the dog is in. It's a very, very stressful environment. Uh, people are in uniforms. People are, you know, Secret Service people and stuff. And the dog is able to play out the actions that yeah. give it people. And, you know, and so, um, so my attitude is that, yeah, you need, you, you need, you need, you need to keep the dog happy. The dog is obviously not happy. And then you need to keep people safe. And obviously people are not safe. So I'm not a big fan of necessarily taking dogs from animal shelters and just, you know, having people return them, you know, willy nilly, but we want the dog to be happy and we want people to be safe. Uh, we want that. But here's why I'm suspicious about Joe Biden. Um, he gave this weird cockamamie story. He he broke his ankle uh, last December. He sprained it somehow. He was wearing a little uh, boot, a cast. And they asked what happened. And he blamed the dog. And listen to some of the details in this story. Uh, this is uh, just beyond, beyond me at least. Take a look. What happened was... Uh... <laughs> 
I got out of the shower, I got a dog, and anybody who's been around my house knows, dropped a little pup, dropped a ball in front of me, and for me to grab the ball, and I'm walking through this little alleyway to get to the bedroom, and I grabbed the ball like this, and he ran, and I was joking, running after him to grab his tail, and what happened was that uh, he slid on a throw rug, and I tripped on the, on the rug he slid on. That's what happened. Oh, man. <laughs> not, not, not very exciting story. That is the weirdest, most wild story I've ever heard. He's wrong about that. He grabbed the dog's tail running down an alley inside his house. This makes absolutely no sense. You don't treat a dog like that. You're not playing ball uh, with a dog that you had for seven years when you right get out of the shower. I, I just, where do you want to start with that one, Joel? The grabbing his tail. How about that? <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I don't think you should ever really grab a dog's tail to be to begin with. Um, and again, I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's something that he normally does with his dog. And if your dog is conditioned, you playing around with your dog that way and and, and messing around with your dog. I mean, that's that might be OK. But I, I'm not a huge fan of um, <laughs> grabbing dog's tail. So I don't think that's the smartest thing in the world. All right. Well, look, I am uh, I might be more suspicious than you, and that's OK. I can get carried away with this stuff. The good news is he's got a dog. It looks great. Uh, let's take a look at the little pup again. Uh, I happen to love German Shepherds. Can we roll that tape if you don't mind? Great dogs. Great dogs. The only doubt I have is if Joe Biden actually held on. To, can I see that dog if you don't mind? Uh, did, dog, did, did Joe really take possession of that dog he made a big deal of adopting from that animal shelter all those years ago? Something tells me maybe it was just for show. And maybe this dog is just for show as well. Who knows? But in the meantime, hey, what did you do at SeaWorld? I actually um, worked at SeaWorld um, from 1976 to 1983, and um, all those pictures in back of me actually right here are me working with the killer whales, and so I worked with dolphins, sea lions, and killer whales, and uh, I got the opportunity to spend a lot of time in the water with the whales uh, back then, and a lot of the, my training techniques today um, are related to many of those things I learned with uh, marine mammals back then, positive reinforcement, stuff like that, so uh, just been a great life. That's totally awesome. By the way, killer whales, they call them killer whales. They're so friendly and they do all those tricks. I never like- They're, they're the top predator in the ocean. Nothing hunts a killer whale. That's why they're called the killer whales. And when they come, they, and when you're around them, they're not afraid of anybody at all. No fear at all whatsoever. But um, had a great life. They loved doing what they did. And I, they loved working with people back then. And I know people have said a lot of things and they can have their opinions, but I spent some, a lot of time in the water with them and they they love doing what they did with us and, so uh, i just want to say just real quick i just want to just say that um just the relationship and the bond is everything with that dog and i said i saw that little german shepherd puppy i tell people all the time that they, they go to start training the dog before the relationship's established i would tell joe biden president biden develop the love develop the relationship with the dog get that dog in a place where the dog wants to please you wants to make you happy that lays the foundation for, for some great training all right uh, Joel, we appreciate it so much. By the way, your book, Rituals, Understanding Your Dog's Natural Behaviors, is available wherever books are sold and a lot of activity for you on social media and elsewhere. We appreciate it, sir. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks a lot, everybody. Uh, Stinchfield is next. Christmas is almost here. Very exciting. See you tomorrow.